啊！哇哈哈哈 ！Oh, I'm sorry. Do you need to sit down? Give me the purse, and no one gets hurt. Do you want the paper too? What? No, no, I don't want the paper. Are you okay? Yes. No. No, I'm not okay. Maybe I'm just having an off day or something. I don't know. Maybe I didn't get enough rest last night. You are the third person today that has given me no reaction. Nothing. Nada. Zipola. Oh, I'm sorry. I was engrossed in this article. Would you like to try again? No, no. The moment's passed. Seriously, I'm paying attention this time. Come on, show me what you got. Okay. Ah! Eek! Now you're just, now you're just patronizing me. No, seriously. I think my heart is racing. It's not just you. I'm losing my touch. This morning, there was a little kid walking into class, and I said, "Hey, kid, pop quiz on advanced physics." Ouch! And nothing. Walked right by me and said, "I can do all things with Christ who strengthens me." Ah.、Uh... What do you mean? Ah.、Uh... Nothing. Go on. Okay. So then I go to the doctor's office, and there's a woman waiting on the couch, and I say to her, "The results are back, and it's not good." Now that's low. Hey, I am fear after all. She said she was going to take it to her father. I have no clue what she thinks he's going to do. Of course you wouldn't. Look, you seem like a nice guy. Well, except for the whole scaring people thing. It's what I do. Right. I know. Stick with me here. I'm sorry. I don't know your Bob. Bob. Your name is Bob Fear. Dad wanted to name me Have Fear, but Mom thought it was too trendy. Right. Look, Bob. I, you seem very passionate about your job. It's just that the market for fear is shrinking. What? There are loads of things to be afraid of in this world. Economy, sickness, phobias of all kinds, the disappearance of morals, global warming, and by the way, there's a huge pimple on your forehead. What? Gotcha. See, plenty for me to do. <sighs> I agree, Bob. There will always be challenges in life, like those things you mentioned. It's just that people are finding better ways of coping than fear. Now that hurts. I know. It's just that people are getting tired of the. Anxious feelings, sleepless nights, stress, and snapping at the ones they love. More and more, they're leaving those feelings behind and walking towards freedom in Christ. They're taking the command to have no fear to heart. What did I ever do to them? Well, there was the time. It was a figure of speech. Okay, let's think of some more career opportunities there are for you. Any hobbies you'd like? Hmm. Surely there's something you excel at. A、uh, hidden talent you'd like to pursue? Um, I can burp the ABCs. Uh, no. Um, well, I don't know. I've always been a people person. What? I like what I do. I like wearing the uniform, seeing the seeing the adrenaline rush kick. So the shirt's important to you. Yep, black makes me look skinny. Okay. Let's see what we can do here. If we just move this 
over here. Move that there. If you were to turn this upside down. There you go. Earth Bob. All right, all right, I get it. It says free, free from fear. Yep, think of it as a new career opportunity. And who doesn't like the word free? Yep, it's a very slimming word on you. Really? Mm-hmm. Hey, why don't you try it out? See what the people think. Look, there's a dog walker over there. Why don't you go give it a shot? Good idea, take it for a test run. You're free! Take it down a notch. I'm sorry, ma'am, he's new at this. Good morning. My name is Kyle Holcomb, a student here at Hyde Park participating in the youth group here. I was born and raised here at Hyde Park, with my parents actually married here in 1996. I was baptized here, attended preschool here at Small Blessings, and went to Sunday school almost every week, eventually going through confirmation when I was in seventh grade. Hyde Park has served as a second family for me growing up full of wonderful people who were always there for me whenever I needed to pick me up or someone to talk to whenever I had a problem. Throughout middle school and high school, I was consistently at youth group, surrounded by close friends and leaders who were always very supportive of me. I've attended Warren Willis five or six times, either for summer camp or for cross trainers whenever my schedule allowed me to. I had participated in the youth band from sixth grade until 10th grade, which was a great experience, and further connected me with a bunch of great peers here at the church. If everyone would bow their heads with me, I'd like to open up in prayer. Almighty God, we bless you for our lives. We give you praise for your abundant mercy and grace we receive. We thank you for your faithfulness, even though we are not always that faithful to you. Lord Jesus, we ask you to give us all-around peace in our mind, body, soul, and spirit, we want you to heal and remove everything that is causing stress, grief, and sorrow in our lives. Please guide our path through life and make our enemies be at peace with us. Let your peace reign in our family, at our place of work, businesses, and everything we lay our hands on. In your name we pray, amen. When Emily, my youth director, told me that my topic this year for the sermon was fear and anxiety, I already felt that God was trying to tell me something and move me in some way. As we saw in the skit, sometimes it's not easy for us to give up our fears, but through God's love we can find freedom. A little known fact about me is that I'm a very anxious person, and I've actually suffered from anxiety and panic attacks for years. It's been a constant struggle throughout my high school years, trying not to let it get in the way of my daily life and to not let it influence my decision making in any way. This problem has always led to a rather odd relationship with God. I've grown up in the church, always hearing the same spiel on how we're created by God and that he loves us more than we could ever possibly comprehend, always present for us whenever we need him. However, I always felt some slight discord going along with this idea whenever I heard it, especially in my middle and high school years. I always thought to myself, if God really loves us as much as they all tell me, why does this person have to go through hard times? What about that person? What about me? It led to a lot of late-night discussions with God, mostly one-sided conversations, with me pushing more of the blame on Him for my problems than actually asking for a solution to them. 
Growing up as a kid, I had an extremely good childhood. I don't think I ever experienced a hardship worse than simply not getting what I wanted. Mom, why do I have to eat school lunch when all the other kids get homemade PB&J every day? Why do I have to learn how to mow the lawn? I'm pretty sure Dad does it just fine already. There was never anything I couldn't handle, and school was always a breeze. The only reason I ever got a bad grade throughout elementary, middle, and high school was simply because I didn't put any effort into the class, and even then I usually ended up with a high B or something like that. Point is, I grew up with an easy life, and I have my parents and all my family to thank for making my childhood memorable, enjoyable, and chock full of great trips and good role models. And then came junior year. I was the newly elected drum major of the Plant High School Marching Band, which means that I was the conductor up on the podium during football games and a leader for the band on and off the field during practices and school events. I was finally trusted by my parents to drive around wherever I wanted, to go hang out with friends without having to rely on an older friend or parent to give me a ride. I had friends in almost every social group for the first time ever, meeting new people all around Plant who shared similar hobbies and goals in life. I had everything I needed, and then some. And for the first time, I felt incredibly satisfied about who I was and where I was in life. In October of that school year, my grandfather was diagnosed with leukemia. His rapid descent in health over that winter season brought about many changes to my family that I had never seen before. My family spent part of our Christmas Eve, actually, visiting my grandpa in the hospital, and it really seemed hard that next Christmas morning to get up and celebrate Christ's birth as a family. I guess it was at that point when I started to realize my life wasn't all as shatterproof as I had previously believed, with everyone suddenly seeming so exposed and so weak in the face of despair. My grandpa passed away that February, and the absence of someone I had loved so dearly and always looked to for a good example seemed crushing. That very same summer, my aunt, who had defeated brain cancer the year before, suddenly found that it had returned, and much worse than the previous time. Another family crisis within the same six-month period, and it totally blindsided all of us. My family, a strong group of great Christian examples and leaders, abruptly started questioning ourselves, along with God. Why would he do this to my parents and my grandparents, people who spent their whole lives dutifully following God's word and his message to us? Visiting my aunt in hospice care for the last time, a 41-year-old woman who had always been the most fun-loving, relatable adult in my life, I found myself angry at God. How could he do this? To her, to my family, and to everyone else that has suffered through a similar scenario, how could anything good possibly come from this terrible sequence of events? For the first time ever in my entire life, I found myself wanting nothing to do with God. I still attended the youth group events, the weekly church services and the small group meetings, but I began to merely go through the motions, to act one way and really think another. This is when my problems with anxiety really seemed to arise. I had drastic differences between the way I acted and the way I actually felt, and this caused all sorts of problems in my everyday life. I found myself losing friends because I had changed, though no one could really pinpoint what was going on with me. As soon as my senior year of high school started, I began to deteriorate even faster. I was angry at God for all the things I thought he had weighed me down with, for the panic attacks I had been experiencing every day for weeks, and for the things he subjected my family to on a daily basis. 
I had just figured, since God was the creator, that he was putting me through all these things. Anyways, one day I was at youth group, listening to another message that I had already pretty much closed my mind to before it had even begun. I figured there was no way I could gain anything from the messages I'd hear, as I thought God was against me, that even when I reached out to him, I'd never get anything in return. But, listening to that night's message, which is about admitting our mistakes and our bad tendencies, I suddenly had an epiphany, or a aha moment, as our youth group likes to call them. I went home full of curiosity, not quite excitement, but more like tentative hope. I prayed for God for the first time in weeks, asking for guidance. I felt apologetic that night, as that night's message made me think of something in a way I had never heard it before. What if God wasn't at fault for this whole thing? What if what had happened was simply going to happen, and that I had never really looked at it in the right way? God isn't some big gumball machine, popping out miracles and healings whenever someone asks for one. While he's not going to prevent all the bad things we worry about in life, he does give us the tools to help us deal with these moments. I guess what God wanted me to glean from that night was that, though my life had been broken apart by the bad events that had occurred, I had a chance to fill those splintered cracks with love, forgiveness, and determination, and end up making myself stronger and wiser than ever before. For the first time in nearly a year, I felt optimism. I began slowly, forgiving my friends and family and accepting them for who they are. I began strengthening my relationships with people, cutting out those who seemed to do me harm and appreciating those who were vigilant and looking out for me. I began to take care of myself more, getting rid of any bad habits that I had acquired during my period of questioning and instilling new habits, things as simple as eating better and going to the gym more. Through God, I learned that it's the little things in life that lead to happiness. Practicing all of these new ideologies, I began to even forgive my enemies, giving everyone another shot. At first, everyone seemed kind of puzzled at my newfound compassion, some even going so far as to tell me that some people didn't deserve my forgiveness. However, I knew that everyone deserves a second chance, as God has given me countless chances over the course of my life. Therefore, I turned over a new leaf, all centering around God and his plans for my life. I'm sure everyone present here in the congregation today struggles with anxiety, stress, or fear in some way or another. The loss of a loved one, the stress of a job or school life, or problems within one's own family are just a few of the endless examples of things that can cause distress and pain within everyone's lives. Often, when we feel stressed or fearful, we think there's nothing we can do to prevent it. A feeling of hopelessness is normal, and everyone goes through times when they feel this way. But it does bring the question, how can we get through all of this? What can we do to ensure that we're in the best position to push through and get past our fears and anxieties? 1 John 4:18-19 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. To me, this scripture is implying that since God loves us, we should have nothing to fear. We are safe in his arms. Through thick and thin, he will always be present in our lives, especially when we need him most. Another verse that spoke to me as I prepared for this sermon was Matthew eleven twenty-eight. This verse says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, 
and I will give you rest. You see, even in hard times, when we feel like there's no one we can turn to, we can always pray and ask God for guidance, and he'll push us in the right direction. God is with us both in our losses and in our victories, so whenever we need him, he'll be by our side. Over the past few months, I've had friends ask me how I deal with anxiety now, especially with as serious a case as I have. I remember asking God that same question as I started to pray more and kept a listening ear out in my daily life to hear him speaking to me. I've found that using the spiritual gifts that he's blessed us with bring comfort to everyone. For me, it's music. I love sitting down at the piano, playing Chopin and Rachmaninoff and Debussy, and just seeing, just feeling those worries evaporate from my mind. It's therapy for me to make music and feel in complete control of something, even if only for a short period of time. I listen to music in the school, in the car, even in the shower, pretty much everywhere. And let me tell you, my family and friends know that I can talk about music for hours if no one stops me. It's a healthy, not-so-guilty pleasure that I use to get rid of anxiety. Everyone has some sort of skill or gift that God has given them, and through finding and utilizing that gift, we can really begin to feel that sense of belonging and love that God intended for us. Now, I'm actively working to get past my anxieties and fears and accomplish much in life. I'm attending Florida State University this fall, currently on a track to get a degree in biochemistry and plan on going through medical school in hopes of eventually becoming a neurosurgeon. I still have much, much more to go through before realizing this goal, but through reliance on God for strength and comfort, I feel that I can achieve anything I set my mind to. Not everything in life is going to be easy for all of us, but with God on our side, there's no limit to what we can achieve together.